Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to Spark London. We tell true stories. We tell them live. And we tell them all across London. This story we told by Ben Chapman in March 2012. And the theme was change. When I was four years old, my family and I moved to the Caribbean, to a very small island called Tortola. And Tortola looks like your cliched idea of what a Caribbean island looks like. There's the long, white, unspoiled beaches, and there's palm trees everywhere, and it's beautiful. But it's a provincial place. The capital of Tortola is called Roadtown, which is a name that I think just says it all. And, um, you know, there's only 15,000 people there. And for a lot of children, for most children who grew up there, they have a pretty idyllic childhood. But for me, I hated it. (laughs) The things I was interested in, you just couldn't do there. I was into, you know, music and theater and art and dance. And, you know, those things, there's no outlets for them there. It's such a small and secluded place. And I felt like I was living in this bubble that separated me from from what I considered to be the real world. And, you know, my parents are English, but they would pretty much be my only exposure to English culture from that point onward. And, you know, I was in an international school where there's only a couple of kids in each class. And the television that they have over there is American television. And as a kid, I just loved television. I devoured it. And, you know, television became like my window to the real world. And I had a particular fondness for these American teen movies that are set in high school, <laughs> that, are, that are like about the social hierarchies in high school, you know? And my favorite of these movies was a film called She's All That. And, and if you're not familiar with She's All That, basically, Rachel Lee Cook plays Lainey Boggs, the biggest loser in the school. And Freddie Prince Jr. plays Zach Seiler, the most popular guy in the school, and he kind of becomes the... Henry Higgins to Lainey's Eliza Doolittle and, and, you know, transforms her into a popular girl and it's a wonderful Cinderella story and she completely changes herself for popularity. Um, and I so wanted to be in that world. <laughs> and finally, at age 13, I managed to convince my parents to let me move 
back here to England and start a, a real high school, which was a drama school. And this was hard for them to let me go, but I guess they could tell how different I was to other kids. They could tell I was gay and that I couldn't really have my adolescent years in a place that was so parochial and where I'd probably never meet another gay person and that's kind of a hostile environment for gay people. Um, so they let me go and I came here and I started in my first real high school and even though this high school probably didn't resemble the high schools in those movies at all, <laughs> I, I nonetheless just projected everything I'd learned onto this new experience and, and to my horror... I was not popular. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't make it into the in crowd, and, you know, I just had nothing in common with the kids who went there. Like, I'd had such a different upbringing to them. I shared none of their cultural reference points, and they were just so brash and confident. And whereas I'd always been a really extroverted person, suddenly I was in a room full of extroverts, and, you know, I just got swallowed up in it, and I as a result, really turned inward and became really shy. And, and for the first year that I was there, no one really knew me. And I didn't have any friends. And at the time for me, it was really hard. And it sounds funny and trivial to talk about now, but I think we can all remember being that age and how that stuff, it was monumental. It was huge. So after a year of being there and you know, being anonymous, um, one day it all changed, and it changed in just the weirdest way. <laughs> so the way that this school was set up, it was a drama school, and you would do three days a week of academic lessons, and then Thursday and Friday you would have acting and singing and dancing classes. And um, oh, I should preface this by telling you that up until this point, I had a very neutral English accent. My parents have English accents, as do my brothers. And that's how I spoke up until this one day. And so I'm in this drama class that is an improv class where two students will get up and they have to start inventing a scene just, you know, off the top of their heads, you know, with a character, an environment, a relationship with the other actor. And so I was selected to get up and I, I started to speak, started to act, uh, and I spoke with an American accent just as part of the scene, which I could pretty much nail because of all my years watching American movies. And the scene really hit big. It was a big success, uh, in, you know, and it got me a lot of attention in that moment, and of course I loved it. And, <laughs> and I really can't remember whether this was a conscious decision at the time or not, but from that moment onward, I began to speak with an American accent all of the time. <laughs> and the funny thing about it is that no one even noticed. <laughs> It was like it was my first day at school and I just burst onto the scene and I, suddenly I was so interesting to people. Everyone wanted to be my friend. I was like this exotic creature, this, like, this alien that had just landed there and I just totally played into it and I really you know, played dumb and I really tried to highlight all of the differences between us and it just worked. <laughs> I, I, I got everything I wanted I got friends, I got invited to parties, and, and just like Lainey Boggs, I'd totally changed myself for popularity. And I guess what I hadn't realized was to fit in, all I had to really do was stand out. And, well, I saw out that school year, and I went to a new school, and I actually just kept speaking with the accent. I guess, you know, by then it was such a part of my identity, and 
maybe I thought that if I stopped speaking that way, I would cease to be interesting or something. And, and you know, it's now like 10 years later and it's kind of faded, but it's still pretty much there. And <laughs> it's, it's like this indelible mark that's been left on me from that experience. It's this groove that I carved so deeply that it's probably going to run the length of the rest of my life from now on. And it embarrasses me <laughs> because every time I open my mouth, it's this constant reminder of how awkward and inadequate I was at that time and of how awkward and inadequate I still am now and how much I still want to be liked and still want to be popular. Thankfully, now I'm going about it in a more constructive way. <laughs> Back then, I was popular because I was being someone I wasn't, but hopefully tonight with you, I'll be popular because I'm being who I actually am. Thank you. For more stories, visit sparklondon.com. Spark London is produced by Joanna Yates with audio production by Matt Hill at rethinkdaily.co.uk. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.